This is the Orange is Orange or Browns podcast, part of the Press Play Podcast Network. I am your host, Chase Smith, and with me, as always, Browns insider, Jeremy Powell. Jeremy, the world seems to have come to a screeching hope, but the NFL is rolling on. The Browns have made some moves. Are we back? Are the Browns back? <laughs> we love to say that all season champs, right? Yeah. Um, you know what, though? The difference this time is these are smart moves. Maybe not necessarily splashy to the rest of the league, but these are smart moves. I mean, we literally tonight signed the best right tackle on the market, the best tight end on the market by a, a mile. I still can't figure out why Atlanta let him walk. And probably the best backup quarterback, at least for what we are trying to do, as in teach a system to Baker Mayfield that Case, Case Keenum has some familiarity in. It's just a, three extremely smart moves made by the Browns today, which I guess – Shouldn't be a surprise considering the IQ level of the people running the team now. I can just hear Freddie Kitchens now. Where were these weapons whenever I was their coach? <laughs> right. <laughs> like, why right? But I mean, if, seriously, if you think about it, if you look at, you know, tight end wise, we knew that there was going to be a tight end. Um, yeah, uh, Stefanski, 57% of his plays are run out of two tight end sets, as most in the NFL. Yeah, exactly. And he, exactly. We've been talking about that forever. He likes and he and he it, Hooper's per I mean Hooper's what we talked about all year that he needed, right? He needed a tight end who can make the important catches, Baker, I'm saying. A tight end who can make the important catches on third down, a tight end that knows how to get open, a tight end with enough athleticism to beat people, and a tight end that can block. He is probably the fifth or sixth best tight end in the league. People don't realize he's only twenty five years old. He was a third round pick just three years ago. Um, he was a pro bowler the last two years. He had 775 yards-ish receiving this year on 79 catches, uh, 77 catches, I believe it was, on 97 targets. So he catches all of his targets. Um, it's incredible. I don't understand. I can't understand. Yeah, I know, And I know Atlanta tra- traded for Hayden Hurst today, who I don't think is near as good as um, Hooper, but it's, I just don't understand how you let a guy like this walk after two straight Pro Bowls. And, yes, the Browns paid him a lot, but did they really pay him a lot? With the way salaries are going, so yeah. four years, forty-four million, twenty-three guaranteed, all first two years guaranteed. They really didn't. They didn't saddle themselves. They did exactly what they said. They didn't saddle themselves on either one of these guys for longer than two years. All the guaranteed money on these guys, all three of these guys, is uh, over the first two years. It's just incredibly smart contracts, incredibly smart players, incredibly smart deals. So let's talk about hoop for a little bit. Uh, when I watched the Falcons play, and granted, not a lot, but he always stuck out because he has what I call Gronk hands, and Gronk was the first tight end I ever saw. This. He wore those, those, those big-ass white gloves, Jeremy, that just seemed bigger than every other thing on the field, and the ball just gets swallowed up by these gloves. And, and Hoop, uh, he, he, he kind of has that look. He's not super fast, but he's fluid, he's smooth, um, and I just felt like he caught everything, which is – He's almost I mean, the exact the number, opposite of the numbers back uh, that Joku. up. <laughs> He's, the numbers way. back up. You know, the numbers back up what your eyeball tells you because he ca- he does catch everything that comes his way. I mean, he, he, I paid attention to him probably closer than most for the obvious reason because he's on both my fantasy teams. <laughs> but but I mean, just in general, the guy is a player, and it's uh, I mean, you know, I heard a lot of there's like I heard a lot of people saying before the signing that they actually some of my friends he was linked to the Packers. Uh, because he played for the floor in uh, 
in Atlanta, uh, Flores in Atlanta. Um, he fits their system as well. And, you know, a lot of people just thought he was using the Browns for leverage if there was even any real interest after Mary Kay tweeted out this morning. Props to Mary Kay. Everyone bags on Mary Kay. But MKC! Who, who ends up getting all the stories, you know? Nobody yeah. in the local media gets the stories that Mary Kay does. So props to Mary Kay for having it first. Mary and, Kay, you know, come, so, on, come on the show. We'd love to have you. Yeah. You did tell me you would, by the way, Mary. <laughs> um, so... So anyway, though, it's just, I mean, what can you say? It was a great, it's a, it was a great day for Browns fans. Now, obviously everything has to play out on the field. We've been excited about things before. I do think this is a little different um, just because, you know, just the, I don't say the smart, the intelligence of the moves, but just because they weren't necessarily splashy. They were just smart. Well, let's, let's a uh, couple more minutes on Hooper and then we'll get to the rest of the, of the action. Uh, he was the first tight end sign. You mentioned the, the first tight end. Top tight end on the market. The second tight end sign, just give you the gap, Jimmy Graham. Yeah, right? exactly. And Jimmy uh, was was a great player at one point. but So no contest at all. He's the eighth-ranked tight end, according to PFF. Uh, he was the third-best offensive player in the Falcons. Jeremy, question to you, and this will be the final question about who. Is he in the field of Kelsey and Kittle? I think he's a little that, bit standard. below that. That's the standard. Yeah. I, I think he's just a little bit below. He's probably in, you know, if Kelsey, it's probably, you know, uh, Travis Kelsey, Zach Ertz, those guys, one, two, three, four. And then I think he's in that next five to seven range. I think Hooper's probably fifth or sixth. And I don't think you'd get much argument about that. As an all-around tight end, he's fifth, sixth, seventh. Probably him, Mark Andrews, guys like that right there in the middle group. Uh, but, I mean, he's definitely top tier. There's no doubt about that. He's uh, getting he's paid definitely like top, top tier. He's getting yeah, paid it, like for top now, tier. Like I said, it's a it's a it's a big deal, but it's going to be blown away very soon by guys that you just talked about. You know the Travis Kelseys of the sure, world. Sure, so that's so the nature he, of of right exactly. Of so cap. this is a I don't like I said there was you know I don't know if you saw but Joe Banner and some other guys all said that this was a steal that yeah. he could have got more and that his agent probably left money on the table. The Browns so, I mean, signed him four years, forty-four million. Listen, this is from ESPN Stats Info. The Browns they spent sixty-three million in guaranteed money today between Hoop, Conklin, and Keenum. Uh, they said the most that we've spent in guaranteed money since 2011. Um, so the Browns not afraid to dish out the dough. You have anything else to add to Hoop, Jay? Are, you, are we ready to move No, on? I mean, I'm excited about it. I was super, yeah. you know, it was nice to, like you talk about, nice to have a little bit of a, a live action sport uh, type stuff to talk about. Oh, my gosh. Um, but <laughs> after a yeah. few days of nothing. D- Dustin but, Fox think- had a funny tweet. He said, my timeline on Twitter is a mix of the world is ending and and NFL trades. Yeah, right. Well, you know, the NFL is, we've always started the NFL, in my opinion, is the smartest league and they're definitely the best at PR, right? Yeah. So they know there's no real Wait, danger. The NFL? In my opinion. In my opinion, the NFL is the smartest league as far as taking advantage of situations, right? They know there was no danger in doing this. The players were not in any danger. They know there was nothing else going on sports and they'd have the entire spotlight on this whole thing, right? Now, that and the reason that the players union would have had to agree to move the start of free agency, which they weren't going to do because why? Because players were going to start getting paid contracts Wednesday, right? Players want to get their money. So that's why they couldn't move it anyway, but it just worked out well. You know, I think most people I saw, I don't know about you, didn't have a problem with the NFL doing this because no. that's what it's about, right? Life is about yeah. having some distractions from bad stuff. Sorry, I can't get over the fact you think the NFL handles PR I do. the best. And well, I mean, they've had – they, I mean, all another, these – That's another podcast, yeah. another conversation. They've had their issues, obviously, all these – I want to say – maybe I don't want to say PR things. I just think they're the best at taking advantage of situations like this that present themselves. But anyway, moving on. It would have been silly for them to stop – 
phone conversations and, and negotiations that probably aren't in person yeah. anyway. This makes right. sense and it provides brevity and I'm sure everyone's enjoying the little bit of, uh, yeah. you know, scrolling through and hopefully listening to this podcast, Jay, what else are they going to do? Yeah. Yeah, not much. Just, yeah. yeah. Well, so yeah, that's, uh, this is what else that I want to go over all the moves and talk about two more specifically like we did, uh, who, uh, we signed the best right tackle. Thank God. Jane Conklin, three years, 42 million from the Titans. One of the, the very best right tackle in the league. Uh, paved the way for Derrick Henry, blah, 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 blah. We'll talk about that in a moment. We signed the best backup quarterback, as you mentioned, Case Keenum from the Redskins. Three years, $18 million, $10 million guaranteed. We placed a second-round tender on Kareem Hunt. We let Kirksey walk, signed with Green Bay today. We let Schobert walk, hasn't had any, uh, uh, you know, n- n- not signed yet, and released Morgan Burnett. Jeremy, let's talk about Jake Conklin from the Titans. Man, I, I was surprised we got him. Whenever my best friend texted me, I, I couldn't believe it. I was shocked. You know, I was following it live, obviously, while I was working. And yeah, I mean, uh, I, I was surprised. Look, I, the rumor was what? Did he turn down more money from the Jets? So the Jets are probably the only team that you would consider t- turning down more to go with the Browns, right? I mean, if, there, <laughs> if there's one team that might be uh, more of a mess than the Browns, it might be the Jets. But, you know, Conklin's still smart for Conklin as well because uh, it's a big deal. It's a lot of guaranteed money up front, but it also free him up one more time. After three years for one more big payday when he'll only be 28 years old. So in offensive line years, that's still, you know, three or four years left. So smart deal for him, smart deal for the Browns. You know, all the guaranteed money in the first two years, like we knew the Browns wanted to do one of their staples. Um, so yeah, smart deal. And, and a, a guy who fits it. I heard a lot of people, a lot of people say, Oh, he doesn't really fit. That's what the zone the wide zone system that we're going to run. That's exactly what Tennessee ran. Yeah. And he had an excellent year this year. He's a road grader who doesn't give up pressures, who can, who's athletic enough to do what we need him to do. The best, like you said, the best right tackle on the market. And actually, if you remember, people thought he was going to get closer to $18 million a year. Yeah. So uh, the Browns did well on that contract as well. So, I mean, yeah, two smart did. contracts, the positions of need. I mean, right now, we it's time to turn the attention to defense, which I'm sure we'll have – you'll hear a couple signings over the next couple of days. Maybe not big stars on defense, but good, solid veterans. And then I think the draft you're going to be looking at, what do we talk about already? Left tackle, right? A franchise left tackle and filling in holes on defense because the offense is almost there. We'll need, a, you know, maybe a third or fourth receiver, stuff like that. But the offense is almost there after the first day of free agency. And I don't think any of us thought this would be the case going into the state. Did you? Because I sure didn't. No, I thought he was going to the Jets. This this signing tells me that uh, Jake Conklin looked at the two teams and he liked the trajectory of the Browns better than the Jets and that the Browns are in win-now mode. That when Kevin Stefanski or Andrew Barry are getting on the phones, uh, getting on the phone with, with these players or agents, they're saying, hey, this is our window right now. Here's money. Let's come win some football games. Let's start building a legacy. And when you start to look at the paper, hey, Baker, hey, we had uh, the second best, probably the best overall. Well, I don't know. Derrick Henry had a phenomenal season. Nick Chubb, you, you, you know, there's an argument that he was the best running back. Kareem Hunt, oh, what he did in the last eight games was special. OBJ, Jarvis Landry. I mean, you, it's, it's not hard to sell Cleveland to, to these players, Jay. I mean, we're in win-now mode. Do you agree? Yeah, I mean, it's obvious now. <laughs> you don't say these are two essentially two-year deals, like we talked about with expensive veteran players. I mean, these are win-now moves. The Browns, like Jimmy Haslam said, and like Andrew Berry, look, everyone laughed at Andrew Berry when he said the first question asked him was what he learned about in his time in Philadelphia. It was to be aggressive in all areas of player acquisition. The first yeah. answer he gave, and he did it. 
And clearly, the Browns are in win-now mode because these are these are 100% win-now moves. So there's no doubt about that. This tweet from Jake Trotter, friend of the show. Shouts to Jake. Uh, Incredible coverage today is what he said. Uh, The Browns boast three offensive linemen who are the top three offensive linemen at their position and pass block win rate. Treader, Petonio, and Conklin in 2019. Cleveland is turning up protecting Baker from a a definitive weakness into a potential strength, especially if we draft left tackle of the future at 10. Jay, do you see us addressing a left tackle before the draft? Whether we, I don't think so. I think this sets up perfect now. I think this sets up perfect to get one of those top tackles in the draft. Um, I wonder, I, could we see Hubbard cut tomorrow? I don't know, possibly, because, um, I mean, that clears another $8 million to the Browns, and they still have some money left. Um, they still have, what, $40 million, I believe, or something they could spend. Um, so, so, yeah, if they drop him, that would be another $6 million, I believe, with the dead money. So you can see that, or they keep him for depth. You know, originally he was considered an excellent – when they signed him from Pittsburgh, he was considered a versatile guy that could play anywhere on the line as depth. So maybe they hang on to Hubbard as depth, draft a left tackle, you know, one of the top – there's, what, essentially five of them that people think can be big-time left tackles. So one will be there. I mean, we obviously would like Becht in our Werfs. But, um, uh, you know, there's a lot of situation. There's a lot of situation for that. I don't think they signed another veteran. I think they're done there. We already have a pretty expensive line, and we're going to get one. I mean, when you add in, Treader is one of the highest-paid centers in the league. Batonio is one of the higher-paid guards in the league. Now you have one of the high, the, probably the highest-paid right tackle in the league. You got to start looking at that kind of math a little bit at least. So I would guess, you know, uh, uh, getting your starting left tackle at 10 would – make that an affordable uh, proposition for the next five years. You know, I kind of look at our, our team so. makeup and, and I'm, and I, I'm finding an NFC mirror to our team or a, a very similar trajectory. If we continue to build our line strong like this, do you, like, do, do, you, do you feel like we're becoming the Dallas Cowboys of the AFC? The Cowboys? No, I think we're becoming the Minnesota Vikings of the AFC. I think the rosters are good. Once we find our fullback, which they will find somewhere, uh, we're going to be a lot like the Vikings. Look at the Vikings. Two-star receivers. Browns, two-star receivers. Vikings, two good tight ends that are two different styles. Browns, two good tight ends that are two different styles. The running back situation is similar. It's a similar – It's the Browns and the Vikings are already very similar with a lot of the you know, coaches coming over. System is going to be a lot alike. I mean, Kirk Cousins and Baker very well could end up being very similar players. So, I mean, and now we have Case Keem as a backup uh, who played where two years ago? Minnesota, right? So, yeah. Well, he was in uh, Denver after that. Den- Denver, yeah, Minnesota, Denver, yeah. Washington. But, yeah. Uh, I mean, I just, regardless. you know, I think obviously there's going to be a lot of similarities with the Vikings, especially with Stefanski. But I just think the Cowboys, man, they have uh, a dynamic running back. They have a young quarterback. They have a, a strong receiver. Um, and they have a very strong offensive line. Um, and, uh, you know, it, it'll be up to our defense. I, I don't think the, the question here is, um, do the Browns have a good offense? Uh, we have a lot of holes left on defense, free safety, linebacker, uh, and, and just, just a lot of holes. Jay, do you see us making many more moves here in, this, uh, in the free agency? I mean, we still have money, and there's still guys we could cut. I mean, we have to see what happens with Olivier Vernon. We're not 100% sure he's going to be here at $15 million next year. The Browns could cut him with zero dead cap, which means that's $15 million more freed up. We talked about Hubbard. I don't think it'll happen, but you never know. I think there could be one of the situations, too, where the Browns are waiting to see on somebody. I don't, I don't have any idea who – I don't even have any names to give you. 
and we don't even know who all is available. There could be guys available in trade as well, right? Yeah. So, um, so I think the Browns will wait and see. You know, I think they would probably like Olivier Vernon back at a reduced rate, maybe give him fifteen million guaranteed over two years, but cut the cap hit for this year, even something like that. Um, he may not be willing to do that. It's all right now. It's all a guessing game. But uh, so I, I do think they'll still be active. I think they realize that they don't have any safeties and they don't have maybe one NFL starting linebacker right now. Like we just talked about, they're obviously in win now mode because they signed veterans to long term to to short front loaded contracts to win games now. So I, I would expect they have some pieces that they're going to be looking at hard tomorrow and, you know, Wednesday. Um, that will sure up that defense. And, and I guess that's why my mind went to the Cowboys because their defense has always been suspect. And the Vikings have a pretty strong defense. They just put a ton of money into their secondary. Uh, I, I just, <laughs> they're, I, they're also cap wizards, okay? Minnesota, just uh, they just re-signed Harris. No, they franchise-tagged Harris, right, the safety we were interested in. And they're up against the cap. They got Kirk Cousins to take less money this year and extended him two more years. I mean, like I always talk about, the cap is malleable. I know that makes people mad, but it's just a fact that lots of NFL execs have talked about this now. The NFL salary cap, you can always find a way around it if you're if you're boss is willing to give upfront money, right? If your owners are willing to give a ton of cash up front, you can always manipulate the salary cap in the NFL. Vikings are unbelievable at it. When you go through their roster and see what guys are making, you're going to say, how the heck are all these guys fitting under the cap? So, but uh, yeah, the Vikings, the Vikings are a good, a, a good model to, to model yourself after Joe Harris, as we know, was also with the Vikings for years and years and years. So yeah, it's going to be, uh, it's going to be very interesting to see where we go next. There's rumors that they have, uh, um, Golly, his name just escaped me. Their safety, their other safety from Notre Dame. The uh, he's been a star, a star in the past that they're willing to move him trade wise. What well, Harrison? They just um, signed him too, didn't they? Harris? No, no, no. Um, I, I'll we'll look at him, fix it later. But I'm just saying, there's there's op- there could be some opportunities to will and do a little bit with them as well. But yeah, they're de- the Browns are definitely. I think still going to be aggressive because they know if they're going to compete, you can't simply say, Oh, we're going to go draft three or four starters in the back seven. You know, that's just not how it works. So you might see the Browns go out and get a couple veterans on the cheap, maybe a Danny Trevathan to play linebacker. He's got some history with his coaching staff, but I think you're definitely going to see the Browns address these with at least stopgap players who can start on a good team next year and then draft. We've talked, been over this at nauseum. You cannot, if you're going to compete, rely on third and fourth rounders to be starters. Yeah. Uh, so right Jay, right at the away. end of the day, do these moves, do these signings, uh, make us better or hurt us more in the long run? Oh, come on, man. <laughs> of course well, it makes us better. I mean, I some mean, of these signings, you scratch your head at, like with other teams, right? And you're like, why would they yeah. do that? I, yeah. I find it really hard for us to, I don't want to just look at this super like bias, but I feel like these are awesome signings, man. Like you gotta, be yeah, wrong. there's no way around. Look, there's no way around. I mean, there's literally no way around. There's, I mean, I haven't heard. Have you seen a single person say they were bad signings? I've heard well, nothing but praise. The only thing I've seen w- w- was maybe uh, Hooper is, uh, you know, a little over overpaid. But Conklin I heard. Was a steal. I saw underpaid. Keenum, yeah, Keenum I saw underpaid. I saw uh, well, underpaid on Kagan model people too. Yeah, I mean underpaid on uh, Hooper. Yeah, I I and, and I'm sure there there's always going to be critics, but I didn't see anybody yeah. saying well, that. But I'm sure there were people. Maybe yeah, Keenum's I just don't not a steal because I think what is it normally they paid backups like four million a year in the NFL. Yeah, and exactly. But we had a little extra game. We gave him ten million guaranteed over the first two years because why? A, he's someone who can win right. games if something happens to Baker, and so B, even that was he's justifiable. a guy. And he's a smart guy who's been around the league that's familiar with yeah. the system and can help us, you know, help Baker 
um, learn the system essentially. Yeah. So I can't see anything bad to say about any of these three signings. Yep. Well, Jay, uh, the the Browns players have been silent, uh, but the Browns have made moves. These are the kind of noises that we want to hear from the Browns. We don't want to hear a lot of the player drama. We don't want to hear any of that. This is what we want to hear. Get us excited. Get the fans back. Um, Jay, I mean, I don't want to touch too much on the uh, COVID-19 pandemic. Do you think the draft is going to be altered any? No, it, they already said it wasn't. Did you see that? They uh, no. They, yeah, they the it's NFL crazy. issued a statement tonight. They are not moving. It's not going to have a cr- live crowd, but it's still going to be in Las okay. Vegas. Okay, no so live crowd, obviously, but it's gotcha. it's going to be on the date. It's it's set. It's going to be on the date. It's going to be just a made for TV event, which really won't affect us at all. It never had a crowd anyway until what three years ago. So I, I think know, the first crowds. I remember no, it did, no, they had this small crowd indoors at the. Uh, they had a small crowd indoors, but I'm saying they're not going to oh, have yeah. the giant seventy thousand. Oh, yeah, yeah. You yeah. had it in the what, you had it in the New York, the Radio City Music Hall, was it, or yeah. somewhere where you had a few thousand. So it's not going to be it's not going to be any d- big deal at all, really, to have it remotely. And though even if the players can't go, I'd say by then the players might be able to go, you know, get them screened as they go in. But uh, even if they don't, it's no big deal. They have cameras at their house, like with Baker and you know a lot of guys. Yeah. So you can have the reactions there. So uh, yeah, it's a made for TV event anyway, for the most part. So I don't think it's a mm-hmm. uh, really big deal that they're not moving it. They're definitely 100% they announced they're not moving the date. Cool. It will happen the date it's set up. Well, so, hey, and how, speaking of that, you're going to have some live sports coming pretty soon. You see the story, your buddy, uh, our, uh, let's say your buddy, our buddy, our host on the on the network, Sam Amico had. Uh-uh. Uh, this is a very interesting story. So, actually, it's Brian Winhurst. Uh, Brian Winhurst is who broke the story earlier today, and Sam just shared it. So, the NBA, this is pretty crazy stuff has to deliver 70 games to its for its TV package, its okay. regional TV package, or they have to pay back $500 million. They don't want to do that. They can't do it because the players would have to void parts of their contract. So, you know, I mean, you know no player is giving back money. <laughs> so, <laughs> I mean, just the reality of it. Would you? You know, no. So uh, what they're going to do is they're going to, I think he said, Winter said April 12th is the date they're looking at. They're just going to start playing in uh, – empty gyms until crowds are cleared back into the arenas and they're thinking maybe if the playoffs run into June, obviously that maybe by June they'll be able to have some crowds, but uh, they're definitely going to start playing mid April because economic realities are economic realities, you know, and when that sets in that, and if there's no, I mean, if there's only was three players ever tested positive, two of them are about to be cleared. Uh, So, I mean, if they're all healthy and they can play in a gym without fans, that's what it's going to have to do. Well, hopefully everything gets back to normal as quickly as possible. Jay, yep, we, yep. we do have a live draft show scheduled for the end of April. That, we'll see, uh, we'll, we'll see what air, happens obviously. there. We haven't really announced that yet, so I guess that was news to everyone listening. Uh, yeah, man, up I, in the air, depending upon if crowds get back. I mean, they yeah. could be. We don't know. Nobody knows. I mean, nobody literally knows what the next couple of weeks will hold with this thing. You know, It could go the way of South Korea where everything's cleared and the people handle it, or it could go the way of Italy and it's a big mess. So yeah. we'll see what happens. Well, hey, thank you all so much for downloading and listening to the Oranges and Orange and Browns podcast. Hey, follow us on Twitter. We always – well, actually, we can't follow back because we've reached a follow limit, but as soon as we reach 5,000 followers, we will follow back every single time. Uh, make sure to follow Jay at OrangerFans. Uh, thanks to the Press Play Podcast Network for making this possible. Jeremy, any final thoughts, brother? No, sir. But yeah, this has been an interesting, obviously it's like we lived a year in a week, right? So much stuff happened in a week that no one, you know, you can't imagine, but it was cool that they have some fun stuff. My son was super pumped today to see some of this stuff going down. 
So it was uh, fun times, and we'll everything will be back to normal, you know, before you know it. Hey, we got some exciting shows coming up. We have some big time guests coming up the next couple months. Uh, so just sit, stick with us, and uh, we appreciate you guys' support. Alrighty, go Browns! Hoo-hoo.